Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, from the University of Colorado, 30 years in the ring, fighting for truth, justice, and the American way... Well, what is the American way? The American way is to save America and this amazing gift from the founders. Uh, we do it peacefully at the ballot box. <laughs> you know, it does not get any better than this, particularly since it looks like we are on the verge of doing that together, just as Donald Trump and his voters did in 2016. Could you have imagined America with, with you know, now a liberal Supreme Court for the next 40 years? Yeah, we would have lost our democracy. Every major policy issue would have been decided by unelected justices at the U.S. Supreme Court. No disrespect intended, but that's the reality of what would have happened. So time to save our constitutional republic again. Ballots probably showing up in your mailbox today or tomorrow. Please do act pronto. So fun stuff. Lots of uh, hot take sound callers as well. We'll get to uh, Peter in Burlington. I'll kick it off in a second. I want to set the table, though, with a couple of texts and a little bit of sound. This is uh, good news, and there's lots of good news from lots of corners right now, including, you know, the, the leftist media. This is MSNBC Steve Kornacki on the latest polling. Ryan, cut 16, please. We've talked so much all year about the economy and inflation being important issues. How about this? This is a New York Times poll, brand new here, asking voters what's the top issue on your mind this election. I haven't seen it this dramatic in a poll. Add the economy and inflation together. That is 44%. We're getting close to half of all respondents in this poll saying that's their top issue. Nothing else even cracks 10% right now. And we've talked about the Republicans, when it comes to the economy and inflation, having a pretty clear advantage in the polls. Yeah, and in that polling, New York Times polling, abortions at, wait for it, 5%. And and the Democrats have either midterm hopes to what? Abortion? Yeah, right. So as we predicted, that would really start to fade as people started to realize, hey, wait a second. Uh, abortion is still legal for most people where they are. And, and then second, the country's going to hell in a hurry. So, yeah, that, that has dropped way down. Uh, Democrats are dropping with it. So here's some more Kornacki. Cut 17, please. That brings us to the next question on the poll. They call it the generic ballot. You know, they just ask, would you like a Republican or a Democrat to control Congress? And there's been some movement here. Yeah, and typically this has been a pretty good indicator of where things end up in midterm elections. So this is the average of the generic ballot right now. And you can see the Republicans with a lead here. That is a 2.2 point lead for Republicans. Now, that's close, generally speaking, but we were here a week ago taking you through the generic ballot and a week ago this number was inside of one point you had that inflation news over the last week certainly didn't help the democrats and it does seem that as the economy moves to center stage republicans are improving their chances here right and then if you talk generic ballot in the contested races the gop edge goes ways way up and and obviously 
Democrats now, and that's why so much of this polling is really misleading in Democrats' favor. Democrats have an overvote in so many areas where they've got a lot more votes than they can make use of, and that's being reflected in the polling. So the polling showing more support for Democrats than is really out there, and, and the polling right now, not very encouraging for Democrats. I want to get to some text, but first let's go out to Peter in Burlington. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Welcome, Peter. Hi, Dan. I, uh, thanks for taking my call, but I'm from sure. Wellington. Oh, well, pardon me. That's okay. Um, I just talked about Joe Day taking on President Trump, and I believe mostly it's because he's pro-life and, and Joe isn't. And uh, he's going to keep going after the Democrats. Are going to jump on him and really, really work work with Joe Day to, and make him a Liz Cheney uh, of Colorado. Uh, Didn't work out well uh, for Liz. No, I know. This and, and hopefully it would. But this is what I think Joe will do. So, so I came up with a name for him, Joe Day Cheney. So I. <laughs> but, <laughs> Peter, Peter, Peter. All right, my friend. Well, hey, I appreciate the call. As we talked about at length yesterday, uh, obviously, Joe Day was a very intelligent, accomplished guy. He picked this fight on purpose. He wanted President Trump attacking him just as ballots dropped in Colorado. So uh, I, I do expect the O'Day campaign will pick up some support among unaffiliateds because President Trump is now firing back at Joe O'Day, who started it. Uh, but the question, of course, which none of us can answer, is how much, uh, how many GOP votes Joe O'Day will lose by picking this fight? I mean, we've never seen this before, right? I can't even begin to answer that question. But this I know, Ryan, and you know, and everybody knows. I mean, when I heard about this, I immediately flashed back to that Trump rally down in Colorado Springs on that frigid cold day just before COVID shut everything down. And, and that arena completely jammed with plenty of people outside. And, and, and Trump supporters, I think, tend to be a couple of things, very committed to the president and grateful. I mean, I can tell you right now, I am grateful to Donald Trump because to some of the shenanigans and the garbage and the horse face, this and that. No, I don't like that. But on what matters most, policy, he delivered in an epic, historic way. You know, he was arguably that the most successful first term conservative president in, in modern American history. So I am grateful to him for all he did, including saving the U.S. Supreme Court and by extension, our constitutional republic. So so Trump voters, I think, tend to be very committed. And, and that's why it was an interesting decision by Joe to pick that fight. But. Hey, he did, and and he had his reasons, and we're going to find out together how that plays out. Definitely so, Dan. And you were down at that event, as I recall, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, and it was was electric. You know, it wasn't the president's best performance. You know, I wondered at that point if he might be run down, if he might be a little bit ill. Uh, But but in terms of the crowd, the crowd was in fuego. Wasn't that the last time that the National Republican Party was in Colorado for any kind of gathering or event like that yeah that 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 i don't know and and i it was one of the very last mass rallies done obviously because that was toward the end of february but even though you remember and i don't want to digress but but the last day of february 2020 just a short time after that rally anthony fauci went on national tv and said don't change a thing you're doing 
right? Even yeah. though we already had human to human spread of COVID in America. So, yeah, mass, mass public health malpractice there. Speaking of which, let me get to a texter here who is supporting what Colorado politics reporting. Dan, I work at uh, CDPHE, referring to Colorado Department of Health. Let me tell you, the governor's office told department leadership to make uh, facilities fire any unvaccinated staff in all of our health facilities. Moreover, they wanted us to punish facilities that did not send us mandatory vaccine reports timely. Obviously, I can't independently verify it, but I'm telling you that sounds right to me, including through the way it's written, and it meshes with the Colorado politics report which you said, yeah, Polis gave, you know, asked Department of Health and also, to put that mandatory requirement in. So Heidi's right. You know, Polis got all these people fired, all these women fired, because he didn't want to give those women control over their own bodies when it came to the vaccine. You saw, yeah. Dan, too, how it meshes with his response when we played that clip earlier. Oh, when he freaked. Exactly. Heidi confronts him, and he tries to kind of dance his way out of it by, you know, just this word salad, run out the clock. That's his typical go-to right there. Well, there's a lot of people who are vaccinated who aren't vaccinated. I know a lot of people that aren't vaccinated. That has nothing to do with what Heidi just called him on, which was the state of Colorado. Employees of the state of Colorado in the medical field were fired, like you just said, from the message that you got. And he had the power as governor to overturn or override that, but he's always got his hands clean. Have you noticed that, Dan? He's always got this plausible deniability of, well, I didn't enforce the vaccine mandates. I didn't enforce the mask mandates. That was up to local municipalities when he was trying to force them the entire time. But, Ryan, so often it isn't plausible deniability in the classic sense. So often he just lies. He just lies like he was doing there with Heidi Ganahl. Lies and then throws this little baby temper tantrum. Uh, Listen to this text. Dan, in the Polis walking the dog ad, does a neighbor shout at Polis, carry a damn duty bag, selfish B-word? That from Patty. (laughs) So that's an instant classic. Because I'm surprised we haven't seen the spot yet with, with... reminding people that polis called the people of colorado who wouldn't wear masks outdoors selfish b-words yeah. you know and and polis with wear the damn mask and i'm still uneasy saying that word on air but i guess it's okay now right i mean yeah, just don't have the g I in still, there yeah, i still don't like saying it but anyway um yeah so I, I hopefully we'll see those ads down the stretch as well but you know what it's getting a little late since a lot of people are going to be returning their ballots tomorrow 855-405-8255 you can text us dan 57739 uh when we come back uh, more hot sound of the day including barack obama criticizing the democrats and i'd ask you this question as well right, right now hopefully we're trending toward these big gop wins what would it take, partisanship aside, what would it take for the GOP to accomplish a, a permanent governing majority? 855-405-8255. Obama criticizes the Dems. That coming up at 522. So How does politics even, how is it even relevant to, uh, you know, the things that I, I care most deeply about? My family, my kids, you know, work that gives me satisfaction, uh, you know, 
having fun. You know, not, you know, not not being a buzzkill, right? Uh, <laughs> that's you know, a, that's so, a lesson for the Democratic. Yeah, yeah and, and sometimes Democrats are right. Yeah, uh, very interesting. We're about to play more of that sound for you, among other things. Barack Obama taking off on Democrats as buzzkills, and then he elaborates. And I think this is very important because I think you've got a series of issues that are what I call aggravators. They don't show up in the polls. But voters are human, right? And, and, and when somebody gets aggravated about something, I think they're more likely to go out and, and vote against the person who's aggravating them. It's, it's human nature, and it's their way. It's their way of expressing their displeasure. And, and so not everything that bothers somebody rises to the level of an aggravator, but this kind of censorship, this arrogant, elitist, wokeism BS, I put in the aggravator category. The Democratic Party all in now with, with males, with male organs, from boys to men, being able to walk into women's showers, being able to play women's sports, just insane stuff that doesn't make sense to any thinking person. Yeah, I, I think you've got a lot of aggravated voters, including in the Democrat Party. This stuff won't show up in the polls, but hey, it, it matters enough that even Barack Obama's talking about it and criticizing the Democrats over it. So he goes off on this Democrats are buzzkill kick and, and continues it. Cut two, please. People just want to not feel as if uh, they are walking on eggshells. Uh, and, and, and they want some acknowledgement that life is messy and that all of us at any given moment uh, can, you know, uh, say things the wrong way, you know, make mistakes. Do, do you think Obama's reacting to all the criticism from the left of his 500 person birthday party during COVID or, or, or something else there? But now he talks about his 86 year old mother-in-law who, who apparently uses some terms that aren't exactly woke. And, and what do you think those terms are? Cut three, please. Michelle talks uh, about her mother-in-law or her mother, my mother-in-law, who is a, a extraordinary one but as michelle points out she's 86 you know and sometimes it, you know trying to get the right phraseology when we're talking about issues michelle's like that's like her trying to learn spanish it doesn't mean she shouldn't try to learn spanish but it means that sometimes she's not going to get the words right uh, and that's okay no she shouldn't have to learn spanish because so many of these words are are garbage that they're not necessary to show respect or to avoid unreasonably offending people. They aren't necessary. They're artificially created by the left as <laughs> some kind of test or, or an excuse, you know, to, to hurt people personally. No, she shouldn't have to learn that, depending on the term, of course. But I'm quite confident that Barack Obama's mother-in-law is, is not using any of the terms that sensible people would consider to be offensive cut four from obama you know this this idea of purity and you're never compromised and you're always politically woke and all that stuff I, you should get over that quickly the world the world is messy there are ambiguities people who do really good stuff have flaws people who you are fighting may love their kids may love their and kids. you know share certain things with you. Yeah, right. Not being exactly generous to 
political opponents there. But, uh, yeah, so this is an aggravator even for Barack Obama. So another reason to believe, and Ryan, you know, I'm an optimist. Oh, yeah. But, but you're like exponentially beyond me now in terms of your certainty that we're going to see a red tsunami. So I like that. I like being around positive people. I do believe the vibe makes a difference. It's true, Dan. And one other example I'll point out, and I think President Obama is alluding to this, at least indirectly, he's trying to kind of give a reality check to these people who've gone so far off the deep end of wokeness, a lot of it's on social media, they don't even realize they're doing it. And maybe they do. Maybe that's the more concerning part. Because, Dan, I see all the time, I just saw it once again last night, people who menstruate, pregnant people. It's always about erasing women. You don't see that kind of euphemism used for men. We don't have the word man or men erased or removed from references like that. It's only the one way, and I'm trying to figure out why that is. Yeah, well, (laughs) the good news is, since there's no good why for any of that, I think it all hurts the left. And I believe it's an aggravator that that extends to a lot of Democrat voters. The fact now that, that the Democratic Party will not concede that only women have babies. You know, that, that the Democrats' Supreme Court justice nominee can't define a woman. You know, that that's garbage, and it's anti-woman, like so many other things from the left. We have a lot of uh, texters. We appreciate that. You can text us, Dan57739. Dan, I'm a President Trump supporter and voter. I work for one of Joe Day's high school friends. I have heard the whole Trump issue is a 3D chess move by O'Day. Trump supporters will understand what I'm saying. Thank you, texter. I'm not sure I do, and I did vote for President Trump and would again, but uh, but thank you for uh, for texting. If the point is that, hey, Joe O'Day wanted to pick this fight with Trump so that Trump would attack him just as ballots fell, believing that would boost Joe O'Day among unaffiliated, who he's obviously pinned his campaign on, then yeah, that that's going to work. The question is whether he'll lose so many Trump supporters in the process that it's it's a negative. I, we'll find out together, right? Texter Dan, Republicans need to grow a backbone, uh, then have the will to throw Mitch out, Mitch McConnell. Hey, I don't agree with everything Mitch does, but I think there should be a statue built for Mitch McConnell for what he's done on the U.S. Supreme Court, starting with saving that seat. Who would you rather have? Who would you rather have, Neil Gorsuch or Merrick Garland? And And that comes right back to Mitch McConnell. So, yeah, I've got some beefs, but... He's done some historically great things. Uh, Dan, I, I think this audience, aided by the media, overstates Trump's sway over the party, especially in Colorado. I voted for him, says the texter, and would again if he becomes a nominee. But I will be actively seeking someone else to support in the primaries, DeSantis preferably. So, Ryan... Do you think this texter speaks for a lot of Trump voters? In Colorado, yes, myself included, yes. Oh, yeah, no, I I don't doubt that there are plenty of Trump voters who would feel good about it if, if the president stepped up and ordained Ron DeSantis as the successor. But that doesn't mean they aren't still loyal to the president. 855-405-8255 on the Dan Kaplan Show. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You gotta fight for your right to party. Get That's my own. But also, if you care so much about women's health care choices, how come you fired so many women health care workers because they didn't feel comfortable getting a vaccination during COVID? Governor, you choose to respond. Well, I, look, Colorado remains a state where, you know, we have friends that haven't been vaccinated and friends who have. I certainly encourage it. I've been vaccinated. Did they lose I their job by you? The Omicron. Did you fire them? Uh, no, state state workers. They had to. There's a period of time during the midst of the pandemic where they either got tested or they had the vaccine. You either believe um, in women's health care choices or not. Well, I, I am opposed and I have been opposed and, you know, I have been Total to vaccine Total uh, requirements. I even. Provable. Why didn't you put your foot down? You're in charge. You're the because governor. I, it's not about rhetoric. It's about encouraging people to do the right thing. I bet there's people here who didn't get vaccinated. Jared, I've met with many vaccinated? women no. healthcare have workers. Have you been vaccinated? Have you been vaccinated? Yes, I have. Wow. Okay, Screw and thank you for agreeing time. with me that we shouldn't force others to get That's vaccinated. That's my own personal decision. Okay, we... Screw loose time. Wow, he reverts right back to first grade. Maybe kindergarten. As soon as he starts to get pressed. And good job by Colorado Politics, the website. Um, you know, has a, a piece up on this today. Very fact-based. Just documenting it's not slanted it's just documenting the facts that yes polis did go to the department of health and pressure them uh, to put this mandatory requirement in place and no question polis is responsible for lots of women being fired because they didn't make the choice with their body that he wanted and the irony here obviously is in this case it's purely the woman deciding to do what she wants with her own body and polis says no you can't do that if you don't do with your body what i want you to do jared polis wants you to do you'll lose your job and lots of women lost their jobs whereas with abortion no what it's not about the woman's body that that's not what's generating the opposition to abortion it's about the other body most often or very often a female body it's about that second body that's why people are motivated to stop abortion because it kills that second body. So here, yeah, it's the woman, it's her body, and Polis says, no, that's not your choice, it's mine, Jared Polis's. Beautiful job by Heidi exposing that. Texter says Heidi should have said it's none of your business when Polis asked about whether she'd been vaccinated. I think she essentially did that. But the other thing is, Obviously, when you're the woman in the arena, when you're the person in the arena and it's live fire, I, I think Heidi, you're never going to get everything just right. I think Heidi did exceptionally well in, in thumping him in all three of these debates. But it does get us back to, as we go to our phone lines, you know, that profound question philosophers have been debating for centuries. If a polis falls in the forest and nobody sees it, did the polis fall? And that's what's going on here is Heidi Ganahl has exposed him. She has thumped him. And she's also proven herself to be someone who would be a great governor and an exciting governor. But have enough people seen that? Obviously, somebody in the Democratic Party scared because national money has just come in to uh, prop up polis in the governor's race. And they wouldn't be spending a dime here unless they had some concerns. Let's go to the phone lines. We'll start out in Commerce City, Colorado, with Eric. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Welcome. 
Hi, thanks, Dan. Um, I just wanted to get uh, your take on Carrie Lake. Do you think that she's going? To, do you think she's a possible uh, presidential contender? I mean, it seems like she's just come out out of the blue a little bit in the last, you know, couple of months to be just a, a you know a rising star, and it was pretty exciting those exchanges that you played of her just really hand, handing it to uh, biased journalists. Well, listen, Carrie Lake is one of the reasons I'm so optimistic about the future of America, because for the future of America to be what it, it should be, we need conservatives to win. That That's just the reality. And and she is so talented and, and has that skill set. You know, former TV anchor woman, she has the skill set to be able to engage in this this verbal combat effectively and to be able to expose the other side and and do it in a way that's very appealing to people so i i just i really like her i disagree with her uh conclusion that the 2020 election was proven to be faulty i i I don't think it's been proven that the election was stolen but i i respect her right to say that what she believes but i think she's uber talented i think she's going to win that race and she's going to go on to do great things nationally yeah appreciate thank you yeah thank you my friend appreciate the call you know and and there are so many people and i'm not trying to do the cheerleader thing I'm, i'm just telling you what's true there are more talented republicans you know gop candidates in this one cycle than we've we've seen in five cycles combined in the past you know here in colorado and around the country not each and every candidate but but the vast majority of them and so i've got to believe i've got to believe that means that even if we don't win every race we should this time around the trend line is great and that brings us back to the question of what would it take to get a permanent governing majority we may have to you know, talk about that some more tomorrow. I've got ideas on that. I'm sure that'll shock you. Let's go to Marcy in Walsenburg. You're on the Dan Kaplan Show. Welcome. Hey, Dan. How are you? I am living the dream. How about you? Well, I'm doing good. Uh, I just want to, before I get in my comment, I want to let Ryan know in two weeks, Michigan's going to whoop them. But other than that, I was just thinking on the O'Day thing, you know, Trump didn't win in 2020, and Trump did not win Colorado in 2016. I think O'Day is not going to lose as many Trump supporters as he could gain uh, independence, because let's be honest, we are a blue state at this moment, and I would take the risk if I were him to go ahead and win more unaffiliated than I would worry about the Trump people who couldn't win prior. Yeah, and and that may very well work out for him. I, you know, up until this, picking the fight with Trump and Trump firing back, as as everybody knew he would, you know, I was absolutely relentless in predicting that Joe O'Day would win this race. And I still think he has a very good chance to win the race for lots of reasons, including Michael Bennett is so weak. But, uh, but, but this, honestly, I, I don't know how to begin to do this math because I've never seen anything like it before. But it's, uh, it's bold, it's calculated, and we'll find out real soon whether it's going to work or not. Thank you, Marcy. Appreciate the call. Be safe out there. 855-405-8255. You can text us, Dan57739. Let's get back to some more of those texts. Uh, Dan, do you think Joe Day has picked this fight to move his presence into a national stage instead of keeping it 
only in Colorado. Um, no, I, I, I think that Joe O'Day picked this fight because he believed it would help him win. I, I think it's also consistent with what he believes. I think clearly he believes the negative things he says about Donald Trump. Uh, Joe O'Day has made it clear before, and I'm not critical of this at all. Uh, Joe O'Day has made it clear before that he intends to play a national role you know, if elected to the U.S. Senate, you know, he's come out and said he'd be the GOP's Joe Manchin. And he does a lot of national media and he's very comfortable on that stage. And listen, I, I would want any Colorado U.S. senator. I, I would want any U.S. senator to intend to do as much good as they could nationally. And, and clearly, uh, Joe Day is intending to be a national figure. 855-405-8255. Uh, let's see. Boy, there are so many. Dan, you are a saint. I would have went eight blank on Jack. I, I don't have the time to replay all of that, but I <laughs> did call him a moron repeatedly. I don't know what more that the texter yeah. wanted from me. You also I appreciate called him half a moron. Thing. I, I don't qualify for that, though, because I did call the caller a moron, which, think, which probably yeah. was going too easy on him. You don't think the Pope or Mother Teresa would call somebody a moron? Hmm. No, I don't. Okay, yeah, I don't think so either. I don't. Right. But no. you did, and that's fine. No, I don't. But he kind of was I being even one. Hesitated on he that, even yes. admitted, Dan, that he was. And, you know, for what. I'm surprised. He did admit it, yeah. But no, no. It I'm, was an effective cross examination. I'm surprised. You're you, a moron. Yes, I agree. But you didn't follow up on. He told you a brief snippet of he burned his legs, third degree burns yeah. on his legs. Yeah. And how did that happen? Was it on a motorcycle or something? Yeah. I'm trying to figure that part out. Yeah, we were up against a break, and I, yeah. But, but I did tell him I felt bad for him, and, and that excused everything. Texter says, Dan, can't believe you still report H-O-W, he always sucked. Who's that texter talking about? H-O-W? Yeah. I, yeah. No idea. Maybe, maybe they'll text us back, but I can guarantee you if he always sucked, I would not be supporting him. Yeah, so I don't, I don't get that. Hey, speaking of superstar candidates, uh, John Kellner debating at six tonight against Phil Weiser, right? right. Yeah. That's correct. KUSA yeah. 9, 9 News. Yeah. Comrade yes. Kyle will be moderating. So we, we will have a lot of sound from that tomorrow. I mean, t talk about a clear choice. You've got a protector in John Kellner at a time of exploding crime versus a professor in Phil Weiser who has allowed a lot of this to happen. So, yeah, hopefully will be an easy choice for people. Hey, uh, when we come back, I want to get to some of the hot take sound of the day that will put a smile on your face before you get home, including an MSNBC segment on the latest polling, that at 5.52 on the Dan Kaplan Show. People just want to not feel as if uh, they are walking on eggshells uh, and 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 they want some acknowledgement that life is messy and that all of us at any given moment uh, can you know uh, say things the wrong way you know make mistakes yeah even Barack Obama now aggravated with the Democratic Party and that's important to me because I do think what I call aggravators matter when it comes to voting, you know, these issues that don't show up in the polling, but but just really aggravate people. And, and sometimes on a very deep level, such as this 
you know, woke BS from the left, all this censorship stuff that even as Obama fired up. And then you get to the even more profoundly serious aggravators such as really Democratic Party. You all now are completely united on, on boys and teens and men with male members being able to walk into a woman's shower or play girls sports. I mean, goofy stuff like that, that that I think is going to help drive the vote to the GOP. And I had raised before the break, and we'll kick it around some more tomorrow, this question of, okay, right now things look good. We know it can change, but the trend line looks good for the GOP heading into November 8th. What would it take to get a, a permanent, as close to permanent as humanly possible, which is never going to be pure, but, but a permanent governing majority for conservatives nationally? It's never going to be every state. We're going to know a lot more about Colorado and, and what color Colorado is after this election, right? Because we've got many great candidates. We've got this favorable climate. And so, yeah, we're going to know a lot more about Colorado. But overall, nationally, I do believe something close to a permanent governing majority is possible. And what it would take, we can talk about more tomorrow. I do think, and tell me what you think, Ryan, yeah. I think if President Trump had won that second term, yeah. we we would have been well on our way because, because he was succeeding on a policy level in a way that was making life better for Americans, which is, you know, where elections are decided, right? What are people living, experiencing, feeling? And Trump was making life better on multiple levels. Everybody yeah. knows the laundry list. And so had he, had he won a second term, very likely that would have been become more deeply ingrained into America. And then, you know, more likely that, okay, people see, okay, maybe I haven't voted Republican historically. Maybe I thought Republicans were jerks. But guess what? Hey, my life's better. This stuff's working. Yeah, I think... Dan, and, and so somebody then a real good chance that somebody succeeds him, a conservative succeeds him. I think it's the journey that you made, Dan. But you were a working class, white, Catholic guy from the upper Midwest, traditionally Democratic, Kennedy Democrat. Your parents were, too. But how did you make that journey? It was about certain values that you had that the Democrats abandoned and right now are abandoning. And I think you could continue the journey that we're currently on. We're seeing defections from the Latino American community, from the black community, from all communities of color. And that if the Republican Party becomes a broad enough tent, brings those uh, factions in, appeals to issues that affect them on a personal and direct level, family type values, like remember George Herbert Walker Bush used to run on? I think a return to that, and yes, it is social issues in large regard. A lot of people think, oh, you got to be a moderate Republican like Joe O'Day. You run from the social issues, and you just focus on the, the crime and the inflation. That's all very important, but the crime comes back home with education and families and the core unit of a family and what that means to people across the spectrum. It doesn't matter what color you are. I think if Republicans continue to make the inroads they've made with those populations, you could see, like you say, a dominant Republican Party. Well, and, and you're right to start with Latinos, right? And and we're seeing this significant shift, which President Trump was really, you know, leading the vanguard on. But but yeah, and, and there's every reason to believe that that could and should be a permanent shift. And I, I don't I don't call the life issue a social issue because it's it's a human rights issue. It's the human rights issue of our time. And and Latino communities, as I think everybody knows, you know, they tend to just be yeah, vibrant in their faith. And and so these Democrats who, who have gone to the point, I mean, they, they just worship 
they worship late-term abortion. You know, that's a bridge too far for a lot of people. But I, I think it goes even beyond the human rights issue, Ryan, because when, when you've got folks, you know, and we've all had our voting habits over the years, right? But when we've got, you know, folks who are, and they could be any color, any whatever, who have voted a certain way, and then all of a sudden their life is just better because of the party in power, because of their policies, because of keeping the nation safe, etc. Yeah, you're going to start to peel off some significant chunks of those voters as long as it's sustained. And, and that's why what I'm looking forward to are these GOP wins, but then the GOP delivering. And, and we know that you can deliver state by state. Nationally, you know, the big payoff's going to come if we get a great Republican president elected, and that president, whether it's Trump or somebody else, delivers the way that Trump did before. And, and then we've got the chance to just have that big, lasting shift in America. And here's why, right? And I say this as a guy who was a Democrat for 20 years and, and then did make the journey first to unaffiliated and then Republican. I didn't come here because I prefer the color red to blue. Or I like the GOP, you know, events better than the Democrat events. No, I, I, I ended up in the GOP because this stuff works. I mean, the principles are right, but it works. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Kelly. Join us tomorrow. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.